RiotCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Jazz E Fiddle! We got it, we got it. Oh, hi, Jazzy. Hi. Every week, every week, I have no idea where you're coming from. No idea. You should know where I'm coming from there. Someone that's always consistent and makes sure that we sound fantastic. Let's welcome our producer, the Deadite Knight. <laughs> See, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Never say anything nice about me because I will ruin it. <laughs> like that. It looked like it had a little seizure there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it I uh, painful, actually. I, right? killed, I killed probably, uh, I don't know, 100 brain cells doing that right there. I need a lack of oxygen to my brain. Well, this week I got it right. Welcome to episode 134 of the GameZilla podcast. Let me look at my producer and get the, the head shake. He's not sure, like always, but I'm pretty sure this <laughs> no, is episode 134. Not, you're definitely right this time. <laughs> Welcome to the GameZilla podcast. <sighs> Jazzy, how you been? How's Man, it going? It was a big weekend of gaming. Yeah, Real yeah. big weekend. Yeah, I put more hours this weekend than, man, you probably could combine my last, like, month. I put more in <laughs> right, this weekend. Right. Um, I'm sure we were probably playing the same thing. Yeah, Metroid Prime Federation Forces. Exact. No. No, not Really? Nothing? Nothing over there? I got it out of the way I like knew- 30 <laughs> seconds in. Well, you were talking about Federation form- Forces. I said Metroid Prime, though. I said Metroid. Now, it doesn't count. It doesn't count <laughs> because, right. one, we know you weren't playing it. And, two, <laughs> the only way you ever talk about Metroid is just straight up deep throat and how great it is. <laughs> Every episode, <laughs> Jazzy, I tried. I, I really tried. I guess I'm gonna have to, you know, sneak it in there later on in the show. But yep. <laughs> go ahead. Yes, we've been playing a lot right. of the same games. So when we weren't, um, say, watching the game awards or uh, the PSX announcements, we were uh, playing Final Fantasy 15. That's that, pretty much yeah. it. Do you, would you call it playing, or would you maybe say living? Final Fantasy I've, 15. I would love to say living, but I haven't done it in VR yet. Mm. That's when I'm living. See, I wear my VR headset, even though it doesn't work yet, just to just believe to get the screen. <laughs> that I'm in VR. Yeah. Yeah, I probably logged, we'll say this weekend, maybe a good 12 to 14 hours into the game. Yeah, I... Uh... I'm about the same, actually, for about 14 hours, because I am now officially at the 20-hour mark, and uh, I had about six before the weekend, so 14. Man. Let me look over at producer. Did I do my math right? Eh, math's for nerds. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. So I am currently sitting at, um, I'll just say Noctis, because their levels kind of get all janky, and they don't all level up at the same time. But, True. Um, Noctis is sitting at uh, level 43. I am about 30 hours into, just under 30 hours into the game, and I am currently on chapter 
seven or eight? Eight. Eight. Yep. So, yeah. You're at that point of no return. Because chapter nine, it gets linear and, and you don't get to backtrack as much. Right. I, I was um un- the unfortunate one. Uh, I've been playing a little ahead of you. Um, progressing the storyline a little bit faster than you were. You were being a little more, you know, procurious about getting all the side quests done and stuff like that. So. I, I appreciate you putting it nicely. I got obsessed with dumb <laughs> shit. <laughs> Let's put it that way, okay? Right. Obsessed with dumb shit. But uh, I um accidentally did hit the, the button to uh, you go onto this boat and you sail to the next island. Where it was like a five and a half minute dialogue on this boat. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, why can't I go back? Like, this is so, this is so stupid. And then about maybe three and a half minutes into this five and a half minute boat ride, I realized that you could skip all, all of the actual like video, get to the town, and then I could reload my game back to where it was before. At my well, previous save because point. Because of your save point. Yeah. Right. You, did you have a manual save point? I had, because a, I had a manual save if point. If you didn't have a manual save yes. point, you might have been fucked. I had a manual save point in which I lost one quest before I actually got on the boat. So oh, I had okay. to redo that one quest. But Not a big deal. Yeah, I was, I was lucky enough to... Uh, I was like praising Jade because she has taught me all the <laughs> ways to make sure that I save my game as frequently as possible and I was like thank you Jade you you allowed me to save my game at a, a reasonable point where I didn't have to play over like three hours worth of work. Yeah. Mind you Jade aka Brick Bitch she um, yes she's taught you the proper way but how she does it is if you go look at her Skyrim save she has 34 of them and and it's because she like she doesn't overwrite her saves yep. <laughs> until she absolutely has to until the game says I have no more open slots she'll just keep making new save slots whatever it's the way she works but um, yeah I I I'm glad that we figured out to stop because the game is very open world and then it kind of just shuts down into a linear line and really pushes the main story and finishes the game off so. Um, you don't get that. I you don't get that sense in the beginning of the game because it's so open and and big. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm having it's a blast. So it's hard though too because I'm trying. I've I've taken that step back and I'm trying to you know level up and complete a lot of the side quests. You know, get my get my gill up for you know having to purchase probably some more expensive items down the road, and just com- like you said, complete all of the side quests because they're a lot of fun, and um, it's hard because the story. When it finally picks up, like the beginning, you're kind of like, eh, okay, here's what's happening. This is great. And then right at about chapter five, the story goes like full hard mode. Yeah. And it's like, I, I want to just play the story now. 100% it's so agreed. I hit, I hit chapter five and I caught you guys, basically. I've almost caught up to you. 10 hours less gameplay because I got so sucked into the main story that I kept pushing it. I kept pushing it, (laughs) and finally I was like, whoa, man, (laughs) you need to slow down and go do some side missions and go back to playing some more pinball in in the crow's nest or crow's feet or whatever the hell the the restaurants are called. Uh, But, that yeah, I play way too much pinball. I'm not kidding you. I made it to level 37. And the only reason, <laughs> the only reason I didn't keep going is because I was like, I probably should play more of this game. I didn't die. I could have kept going. Oh yeah, when I played it, my I played it to to get the trophy for it, and right. I made it to twelve, and I was like, okay, I'm yeah. I'm done with this. Which, by the way, the trophy is uh, 
five. So, <laughs> so I could have stopped 32 levels earlier, but I was having fun. I don't know. You know, it's, it's cool that you can interact with a lot of the small stuff in the in the uh, the world. So. Anyways, let's not spend too much time on Final Fantasy. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I think next week we're going to bring uh, Brick Bitch onto the show and talk more about Final Fantasy. Get her; uh, she's got about thirty hours into it as well, and get and she's right around your uh, level mark, all that. So we can have uh, three people. I have I have my love for the game, but I also I also want to make sure people understand it's not perfect, and oh, and, there, and there definitely are some uh, issues I want to discuss, but. Uh, we did play some Overwatch, so uh, I got to play some 3v3. I got to play the first... I don't even know what the game mode is, because I just joined you guys playing it, but what is the mode where you just... It's, is it just random? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's like... Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like all free-for-all yeah. or something like it, that. So every time you die, you respawn as a new character. That you don't get to select. Yeah, you don't get to select. And that was really cool. I um, I don't understand, and maybe you can explain this to me, I don't understand why it has you select a character in the beginning of the game if it doesn't matter. I don't either. I, th- I it's just probably <laughs> it's just like, they just probably didn't want to rewrite like another yeah. code to the game. I thought just maybe for there was game. a percentage chance that you actually would get who you wanted, and that's why you picked a character. But that didn't. If that's true, it's a very low percentage because I never got it. Oh wait, so you don't get to pick? You don't even start the character you picked. No, as? you no. select a character, and then when you start the game, it randomly selects you. A new so character. it's just it's just for queuing to confirm that all the players Pro- are in. But that's be. really it's got to yeah. be yeah. yeah. But um, it was a lot of fun. I got I played some characters that I would I just I played two characters I've never played like legit never played, and then I played a bunch of other characters that I just I never really get around to even trying. And I had some fun with it. It was a more laid back style of Overwatch, so I wasn't as stressed out as when we decided to go get placed in uh, ranked. How'd that go? Not well. Yeah. How how did we, what were we two and eight? We were playing that that free for all mode because I rage quit ranked again. Yeah, for season three. We were either two or two and eight or three and seven. It was something it, like that. It, it was, was no better than three and seven, and uh, I I got placed in silver, which last last season I got placed in gold. So I'm already a little bummed. It's going to take me a hundred fucking matches just to get back to where I was last last season. So, uh, but yeah, you know, Overwatch is fun. I like play. We had five people on, so anytime you can get a group of friends, that game is a blast. I feel like it's the ranking system's a little brutal though, because I remember last season two, I remember I won four, lost six, and I got placed at like twenty one hundred gold. I I'm telling you, season three feels more like there's more it's more harsh. It's, yeah, it's harsh. It's brutal. I mean, Cable, our you know the guy that we always expect to be number one and everything, was platinum last season. And he got low gold, like low gold. He almost he almost was in silver. Now, mind you, he has since played nonstop, and he's already back into platinum. But it's just it, they they either a change the rankings where they're being you know like you said more harsh, or there's just more people playing, and and it's causing it to the competition level to be you know more difficult. Yeah. I know they have to grade it on like how well you play too, but. I mean, going going four and six last season and getting that like twenty one hundred mark, and then three and seven this season. So I legit lost one more game, and I got placed at like sixteen hundred silver. Yeah, it was a big difference. It was a huge chunk. Ugh. But what about you, Deadite? I decided to treat myself on my weekend, so I went ahead and downloaded a nine gig update. And I popped in Battleborn! Treat yourself! 
Yeah, Battleborn. boy. Now, is the raid in it yet? Uh, you know, I saw a notification about some sort of raid type thing, but I thought it said something about buying DLC, and I was like, not gonna happen. <laughs> I almost. I, if they're going to make me buy DLC to play the raid, I'm out. I almost didn't even install the nine gig update. I saw a nine gig update and was like, do I really want to play Battleborn? <laughs> um, but I, you know, I did. I did want to play it, so I, I went ahead and I, I installed the update, and then you know. Uh, Sunday, I, I decided I was going to log on and, and play it because I had legitimately not played it since May. Um, log on, and I'm like, okay, well, uh, you know, let's let's hop right into a little multiplayer action. Hop in. It took me like 15 minutes to get a match. Holy hell! That's because nobody plays that game. To no one plays it to the tune of when I did the research before the show today. The these like Steam analytics. I know I was playing on PS4, so you know it's a you know different different pool. Uh, estimates that there's about 250 active users at any given time on the game. <laughs> oh my <Wow>. goodness! <laughs> uh, I've, I've I I saw that on Steam today. I heard another report say 500, but again, it's still still super 500 low. super low, <laughs> super low considering it was it was 37,000 in May, and that's how far it's fallen just just in Steam. So. Uh, I played one round of the of the multiplayer, and it really still wasn't fun. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. It's just there's too much going on on the screen. It's too much flashing colors. It's hard to even figure out what's going on in the game mode, let alone enjoy it. I have nothing to say about I, this. I know you don't, because you're a huge Battleborn fan, and I'm hurting your feelings right now. Uh, so after that... I then went and I was like, oh, I'm going to play. Hold on, hold on. Before you go on, I would just like to say that I was playing Final Fantasy and I was like, man, I should check and see if my friends are on so I could play some Overwatch or something with them, right? And I would log over to my party, to just, you know, my friends list to see who was on. That Because I was like, I can't really dump like 24 hours of solo. F- I mean, I can, but I would like to play with my friends this weekend. So I, I checked my friends list and I see Ethan over in Battleborn. I'm like, well, back to Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because if I knew you were searching, you know, I would have been texting you like, Jazzy, install that update, play back. I know you own it. Like, play it with me. Uh. Um, so then after that, I went and actually played one of the solo missions, you know, one of the actual story missions. And all I can think is, man, there's eight story missions. This is all the game should have been is story missions. It's just like I actually had fun, quite a bit of fun playing through the story mission um, and thought to myself, okay, well, it's worth continuing playing that, but it's not with the nine gig update was for the online feature. So I need I want that nine gigs back from Gearbox. Like, <laughs> give it back to me. Shame I, on you. I, can't, can I, I don't think I could revert. Can I? Yeah. Yep, no, you're stuck with it I'm now. stuck with that extra nine gigs for a mode I'm never going to use. Yeah. Uh, but I, I actually think I will see the eight story missions through. I think I would like to continue playing that. But uh, good God, Battleborn. What a, Go free to play and what hope a, you can save the IP. Yeah, what a nightmare. What a nightmare. So besides that, were you playing anything else? Mortal Kombat 9. Okay. Uh, because I really want to finish that story mode before I get into the Mortal Kombat X story mode. Okay. Uh, so I'm over. I'm you know Mortal Kombat Nine is a retelling of Mortal Kombat One, Two, and Three. Yeah. Um, and they you know realter the timelines, and so I have played through the Mortal Kombat One and Two storylines. I just am into Mortal Kombat Three, and uh, it starts you off with just a, a dick punch because the start of of Mortal Kombat Three story you have to play a striker. I'm Ugh. like ah come on. Ugh. 
And then you have to play as Cabal back to back. Like, do you want me to keep playing this game? I just had to beat Shao Kahn, which was a cheap ass boss. And then you're like, you reward me by making me play as Striker. Yeah. Striker's one of the best characters they've ever made. Striker is the Grimlock of Mortal Kombat characters. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Get Mo out Cap here. is the Jazzy of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll take and it. And we I'll all know Bo Raicho is the Deadite. <laughs> I'll take Striker in a heartbeat over <laughs> Mo Cap guy. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of Pokemon, uh, which I don't need to get into, that was that was my primary gaming for the weekend. Cool, cool. Well, we got a, uh, a big... Uh, episode ahead of us here playstation experience happened this past weekend as well as the video game awards so without further ado let's get into some news no well before that have a have a seat with with cousin deadite i'm not a crazy (laughs) uncle like crazy uncle braden i'm Uh, I'm your cousin okay the holidays are coming up and we'll have to spend a lot of time together at the motor city gaming holiday party and we'll have some gift giving to do. And under that tree, I'm not I ex- giving you guys anything. I, you damn well better give me a nice ass gift for putting up with you. <laughs> and an even nicer gift for putting up with Jazzy. That's your fault. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that part I agree with. I'll but buy what? you eight gigs for your PS4 hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> I bought nine. But what I expect to have under the Motor City Gaming Christmas tree is wonderful beard care products from the Detroit Beard Collective. Tell me more. What kind of beer products can we get? <laughs> well, let me well, tell you about the great products. You can get beard balms, to mm. keep, a beard butter to keep your beard smooth and clean. I beard, use that. Beard elixir. Keep I your beard that. fresh, smelling good, and also clean. A lot of these are about cleanliness, something that we lack a little bit here in the Motor City Gaming <laughs> Studios. <laughs> beard shampoo. Yes, I know you guys are both balding, but you need shampoo for your beards. Fact. You don't use it on your head. True. I actually use my beard shampoo more than I use actual hair. <laughs> yeah, you have more facial hair than you do hair on top of your head. Uh, and you can actually buy all this in a bundle that can be shipped to you uh, on a schedule you set through a beard crate. Beard crate starting at just $30.98. Uh, there's holiday bundles, a whole lot of great stuff happening. DetroitBeardCollective.com. And here at GameZilla, we are helping you save on your Detroit Beard Collective order. Punch in the code MCGAMING at checkout to save 20% on orders $25 or more at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Do your holiday shopping there for your bearded friends uh, or for your favorite podcast host. It's DetroitBeardCollective.com. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. So we had two big events, maybe one big event and one less big event. But, Jazzy, I'm going to let you pick. Do you want to start with the Video Game Awards or do you want to start with PlayStation Experience? I would like to start with the hot garbage that is the Video Game Awards. That is the correct answer. That is what I was hoping you would pick. The Video Game Awards 2016, you could watch it on all cable... Twitch and streaming locations. Not on TV this year because it's a pile of shit. <laughs> I gotta um, get a like a like a crap splatting yeah. sound effect. Like, we do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I like how we figure out like a new sound every week that we that we add to the board. I yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so grow the collection. We all know that the Dead Night Knight's favorite thing is. Award ceremony shows. Stupid. They're a waste of time. The awards almost never go to people that deserve them. I have the Ron Swanson approach to awards. Listen, 
All I'm saying is Video Game Awards got it right, okay? Street Fighter V won the best fighting game of the year. <laughs> Come on, really? I mean, how much money did you pay them, Capcom? Seriously. I know your pro cup was coming up and everything, but uh, that was not fighting game of the year. Nowhere near it. I'd rather thumb wrestle with Dude. anyone over my Street Give Fighter V. Give me Primal Rage over Street Fighter oh, V. man. Give me uh, Shaq Fu. Hey, we all know I can do some work with Shaq Fu because that plays that old man who just nut punches people. I would rather play Brink. That'll give you brain cancer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's not even a fighting game, first of all, but right. everybody knows what I think about Brink, okay? I would rather play Brink than Street Fighter V. That's how just awful. Capcom, bring back Darkstalkers. Yeah, right. I'd right. rather watch The Deadite Night mud wrestle an old SNES in its front lawn than play Street right, Fighter we, we can arrange that. <laughs> we can sell tickets. So let's let's hit a couple of the of the highlight points of the show. The show overall felt real messy. Uh, it was loaded with sponsorships uh, to try to support the show. <laughs> oh, the Hydrobot, <laughs> Hydro Shick, Hydrobot, Hydro Shick, like cosplay bot <laughs> with some Russian guy that could barely speak. It was like, ha, ha, Hydro, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the show. In and I'm Soviet like, Soviet Russia, chick shave you. I, I thought that like I switched streams or something. I wasn't sure what the hell was going on. Anyways, yeah, the, they play that commercial of like an old old uh, Mortal Kombat game where it's a normal shaver versus the chick hydro. Oh yeah, it was legit MK1 graphics. <sighs> Anyways. Wait, were, the Genesis port or the arcade? Genesis port. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Wait, wait, real quick side note. Did you know that there's a port of Mortal Kombat 3 on the Sega Master System? I did not know that. Like a licensed legitimate yeah, copy? Yeah, licensed legitimate port of Mortal Kombat 3 on the Master System because the Master System was still thriving in like South America and Europe. Yeah. Well past its life here in the U.S. Um, I have a ROM of it that I played. And it is unplayable. <laughs> it is a mess. <laughs> I want to see this. Oh yeah, we'll we'll break it out at the uh, the New Year's party. All right. So, video game awards. Um, do, do you have do you have a favorite moment? It better not be mine. If you pick mine, I'm gonna be mad. <clears throat> favorite? Uh, I mean, honestly, out of all of it, my favorite thing is uh, I feel fifty fifty. I feel that most of the awards did go where they should have gone. There was a few real bad ones, so that kind of like adds up to the other 50% because the ones that got it wrong were so bad. But my favorite was probably my boy Nolan finally getting his first award. Yeah, that was good. I, I, I like that. And he had a good message to the voice actor strike, um, you know, supporting his fellow actors, but also... Tell them to get their head out their ass. Well, also supporting the industry and just saying we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the you know for these creators. So he wanted to show respect for all artists, all you know all forms of of creation within the gaming industry. And so I respected that. You know, I think I think voice actors have they have an argument on their hands for sure. But at the same time, he's showing respect, and that's cool. But my, I mean. The show had a lot of good moments, like you said, and some of the games that won 
it was a no-brainer. Like, you knew it was going to win. If it yeah. didn't win, it was just more bullshit. So the problem I had is that some of these no- nominees that were like, I'm sorry, but Titanfall 2 doesn't need to be on any of these lists. They Like, I just don't understand, like, why this game is even, like, how many awards did Titanfall 2 win? I don't think they won any. They didn't. You're right. It's zero. So, <laughs> robbery! This is why I hate award shows. Titanfall 2 should have swept. Oh, God. Here we go. They did. They swept the no awards category. Which is a tragedy. <laughs> An absolute tragedy. Titanfall 2 is my favorite game that I've never bought, played, or watched footage of. (laughs) Oh, God. That's not true. I think I watched uh, Grimm play the demo for about 30 seconds, and I was like, meh. It was god-awful. I I only played the mech beta, and it was... That was rough. All right, well, my favorite part of the show was the only award that I really felt even needed to be spoke of and that was game game for impact so the best game that caused the most impact for the year and it went to that dragon cancer uh by numinous games and the backstory here is uh joel a, a young boy uh died of cancer and his dad made this game uh which you pretty much travel the story of joel while he battles cancer, uh, in the end, not winning, and it's, so it's a very interesting game. It's very emotional. Uh, which when when um, I, and I can't remember his name, but when he took the stage, uh, he couldn't even speak. You know, so it was moving. It was it was it touched me, and uh, seeing the whole crowd just stand and applaud him and, and and give him you know so much support so he could recompose himself and get because you know he wanted to say something you know you know he he had he had a message you know not just for the people in that not in that arena but hopefully you know people in that next life and that was and that that was super cool to be able to witness that it was super cool to see people give that award to to you know to a person that that game have you ever heard of that game yeah you know, but most people, you go to a GameStop, you go to, like no one knows what that game is. So it was just really nice to see that it felt true, it felt real. You know, it and, didn't it, feel commercialized. Yes, and and that's and that's one reason why I think Ethan and myself and why we hate, you know, these award shows and these and these just commercialized regurgitated garbage is that 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 you don't get this. So I felt I was really happy with that. I think it got a little bit uh, ruined when the host right after decided to go and plug a sponsor instead of going to commercial and then plug a sponsor after. Well, that's great. Your son died. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Cool whip. Yeah. I saw their delicious creamy spread. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Knightley does nothing for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, some people like him. He's been, he, you know, if you know him from G4 or whatever, that's great. I just, he just, I don't know. He bugs me. And I thought that was just really poor taste and, 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 for a show that he throws, he puts a show on. He designs a show. Like it's different if you put up, you know, Michael Phelps, and you say, "Okay, you're on stage. Go read. Go read the prompter." Right? No, this guy built this show. He knew who was going up there. He knew what was going to happen. You should have timed it out better, and and just let that have a moment of silence. Let yeah. that let that set. But um, let's go over some of the winners, and 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 you know, I would say. 
best action adventure game, Dishonored 2. That was a little bit of a surprise for me. I thought it was going to go to Uncharted 4. So I thought Uncharted 4 would pretty much walk away with every award that it was in in you know lined yeah. up for, and uh, Dishonored 2 walked away with one which kind of surprising. You know, I, I I like that if you look at sales, Dishonored 2 did not win in copies sold, but it did win the awards, so that felt pretty good. Best multiplayer, Overwatch. Battlefield 1, yeah, Battlefield 1 didn't win. Titanfall 2 didn't win. Uh, Gears of War 4, you know, like these are these are things that it was up against and it, it went home with the award. Best sport? I would have been pissed. If you look at the multiplayer base for the rest of those games, it's not creating a swell like Overwatch is. So that that would have been ridiculous had Overwatch not beat well, all those other games in that category. I I 100% agree, but I mean, we know again, we know how some of these go sometimes, so it was it was nice to see that. I uh, I was happy with best sports slash racing game. Here's one that the racing game never wins because you got FIFA 17, NBA 2K17, but you know what? Forza Horizon 3 pulled it out and won it. I thought, you know, out of out of the list you gave me, it is the best sports game out right now. So, um obviously best Best family game and best mobile game went to Pokemon Go. I would have on the family game. I would have loved to see Ratchet and Clank, uh, Insomniac take one home. But I understand the phenomenon that is Pokemon Go. Uh, I just want to pull out a little a little special one to me, and this is a this is just a nice little stab in the heart of Jazzy. Best esports team, Cloud Nine. <laughs> That's right, uh, and just for safe measures, um, Team Solomid wasn't even on the wasn't, list. Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure we understood that. They just we don't. Were they don't have the wide <laughs> range. The of what e-sports. Immortals wasn't even on the list? <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. I know he loves to bring up Immortals because he knows no one on the team. <laughs> I just want to let you know the entire team quit. What? They My have... whole team is disbanded. <laughs> you have the you coach have a... quit, and yeah. even all the, coach. the other players have been re-signed so right by now, other teams. Right now, all you have is a name, oh. and they're going to hold open tryouts, try to build a team. So Jazzy, I just want to try you know. out for Immortals. Then I'll respect you. <laughs> I'm going to go burn I'll my Immortals it. jersey behind the studio right now. I want to give a huge shout out to uh, the trending gamer. Is one that I always like to see. Last year we had uh, Greg Miller. Take the uh, take the award from kind of funny, and this year Boogie two nine eight eight, which I don't know if you're familiar. You probably know this guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to make sure everybody knows. Yeah. Knows oh, who yeah. He is. He's hilarious. Like, yeah, his Pokemon Go skit that he did had me dying. So, uh, uh, congrats to him. And you could tell his speech was another one of those real speeches. Like, if the industry could have controlled what he said, they would have told him not to say what he said. But he said it from the heart, and that was super cool. That that he used, you know, he's used games to escape difficult times in life and thing. It, it, it was it was real. You could tell it was real, and I, and I loved it. So congrats to him. Um, best VR game was a surprise. I wanted Job Simulator. We all thought it was going to Batman, and the winner was Res Infinite. Uh, Infinite by Enhanced Games. I haven't even played this game yet. It looks wild, but uh, yeah. So they won best VR, and that was cool. Best independent was a pretty straightforward inside by uh, Play Dead. So, I think they should have won a little more. That I think so too. Great. I think I think they got uh, they they got cheated a few out of a few of them. Nolan North, as you said, won as uh, Nathan Drake for Uncharted Four for best performance, best music and sound. This is something close to the Dead at Night's heart. 
which he has none, so it's close to his bones, I guess. My bones. Um, My rattly bones. And he'll appreciate this one. You have Battlefield 1, Inside, Res Infinite, which is a, and Thumper, which are both music-based games. Doom won it. Yeah. Let me... Let me drop. Let me drop a little, a uh, little bit of Doom music. Yeah, music for this game is so good. It's so good. The and and sound design in this game is so good. They spent a lot of time on both sides of this, but the metal track in Doom is insane. And the and best part of the show, the only live performance that I thought was worth even having was the was doom metal being played live on stage was pretty wild i think uh it would have been dead Eye nights it made sense yeah the, the other, other ones were just like rappers it, it was that just came filler. on and just they were like we want to have an hour we want to have an hour and a half long show and we only have 40 minutes of content let's just grab some people that like video games that'll perform for us it was it, it horrible the, the live performances were just unnecessary shorten your show best art director inside again best narrative Uncharted 4 Best Game Direction Blizzard with Overwatch And of course Best Game or Game of the Year Overwatch by Blizzard Yes I really I really was shocked by this one I, I thought I was going to see it go to Uncharted 4 I even thought maybe Doom over uh, Overwatch But in the end, uh, it went to it went to Overwatch, and I was real happy because the people that they had go up and take these awards, it was not like the heads of Blizzard. It was like the Overwatch. It team. was the Overwatch team. Yeah. They were uncomfortable. They didn't they didn't know how to speak up there, and, and it was great. It felt again. It gave it that sense of just it felt great. Why this show failed was every time you had a moment like that, it was followed up by just a bunch of trash right after it. So, a uh, big shout out to uh, Kojima. As well, because uh, he got to show up to the Video Game Awards this year. Hideo? Yeah, Hideo yeah. got to show up, and he uh, got his award for Metal Gear Solid Five a year late. Yep. But they made sure they wanted to give it to him, and they gave it to him, and he you know went up there. He uh, really thanked the fans, and you know I love I love him because he's, he's he's such. He's such a kid, and he just loves video games. So, you know, he, like, said thank you, took his trophy, and he starts to walk away, and he, like, kind of puts his, like, finger on his face like, man, I think I'm forgetting something. And then the, the screen behind him starts doing all sorts of weird shit, and he comes back to the mic. He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I brought you guys something. And threw out a brand-new trailer for Death Stranding or whatever. And I was like, man. I was like, man. I, man. He's just he's so much fun. I love it. And the trailer, I mean, the trailer does again, it's it, it's fucked up, right? Like we don't. Who the hell knows what's going on? Kojima's crazy when it comes to game design. But the best part that I loved was in the beginning of the trailer. You, you see this, you know, chubby, short, older guy just kind of like running down like a like a, what, what used to be a river, right? And all the water's gone, and there's just dead fish and everything everywhere. And he's just running, and he's holding something. And he turns around, and it's and it's Del Toro. Hmm. So Kojima put Del Toro in his game, and then after the awards, Del Toro went onto Twitter and tweeted, "Fuck you, Konami." <laughs> and I, I love it because these two are supposed to work together on Silent Hills. They they did work together creating the uh, PT demo, and you know everyone was really excited about this collaboration. And it looks like they are still going to collaborate. They're friends, but I, I just I love the you know. 
the message. I love I love the team, you know, the the family, the the friends, and, and just feeling like, hey, no big no big producer is gonna hold us down. We'll make whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, they're with free without birds them. Now. Yeah, can't cage them. Yep. <laughs> so so that was pretty cool. The trailer was wild though. I mean. I don't even know what the fuck was happening in that trailer. Yeah, yeah. Head, head on over to our uh, Facebook page, Motor City Gaming, and you can watch this trailer and try to figure out what is going on. But uh, long story short, there's a baby in a container, and it's alive, and it's being hooked to tubes. And then there's baby dolls in the water that's black water, and then there's skeletons being controlled by tentacles that are coming out of uh, a dude. And, yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> It's nuts, but uh, but super cool. I'm excited to find out more about this game. And that was the video game awards. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Yeah, it was it was like they smushed down the 30 percent of people because they because 70 percent of the people that they thought were going to come didn't show up. So like the camera angles, every once in a while, would cut in a certain way where the arena would you would realize the arena is like empty. And that they were just pushing people all to the front so that they could make it look like there's a lot going on. So it's super depressing. I, I don't think they, they got the numbers they wanted. I don't know what their what their viewership was via the stream uh, angles, but I, I don't know. It was it was rough. It was rough at best. Next rough year it's going to be held at like a state fair. Yeah. Right. Hey, come out to the Game Awards at the Tallahassee State Fair. I wouldn't be surprised. That I Florida. As far as like... Who won and who didn't win, you know, all of that went okay. Just the actual layout and design of this Game Awards was just horrible. They had all of these, like, walking cameras that were really cool that led to nothing. Like, oh, yeah. hey, we're going to walk you to the entrance to the backstage and then not take you back there. Or we're going to, you know, we're going <laughs> to pan over to show you somebody that was supposed to be here but wasn't there. It was just very poorly planned. They filled it with a whole bunch of stuff. I, I abs- The one thing that pissed me off the most is you put on all these filler musical groups of like rappers and stuff. The metal one I get. It was cool. It was doom music. The two rappers that went on, unnecessary. Didn't even need to be there. You can't hype a crowd that isn't there. <laughs> so, like, absolutely unnecessary for the show. And then they go ahead and announce a award to somebody and go... This game also won this. So you're telling oh, me yeah. that you uh, could have actually had a uh, award ceremony for this game, but instead you put a rapper out here to, that had nothing to do with anything. Overwatch won won an award, and while they were announcing it, they said also winning best multiplayer. They didn't even have a best multiplayer like segment in the show. So like, yeah, that that did drive. You're right. That drove me nuts. All right, but uh, video game awards was was late last week and we moved into the weekend where PlayStation Experience uh, was taking place and to give you a background on the previous years of PlayStation Experience it's a smaller show that people don't for the last couple years people haven't really decided if it really needs to be its own show and I think Sony locked it down this year and 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 cemented in that PlayStation Experience can be its own show they had what I think was their best uh, event in a while because they've been they've been tripping over their own feet here and I think they did a, a pretty good job uh, with this. Let's get into PlayStation Experience 2016. They came out the gate on fire with bringing Naughty Dog right on right onto the stage and we're like, wow, you're you're gonna you're gonna do this right now. You're gonna let Naughty Dog just 
say whatever it is because we don't know. We're we're we're, little, we're slightly we've talked about it a couple weeks ago. Why is Naughty Dog even there? And they come out and say we're releasing Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, and everyone loses their shit because Uncharted Four was supposed to be the end. There wasn't supposed to be anything else, uh, and so everyone's like, "What is this? What is this?" Well, it looks like a side story. So, Lost Legacy is going to follow the different characters, and it's basically all we know about right now is that it, it, it's almost like an add-on. I don't even know if this is going to be like its own yeah. disc. So that's that's the problem with it. Um, all we know is it's not the story of Nathan Drake. No, yeah, and we know it follows two two ladies. And this article I have is terrible. I just realized. Yeah, sort of as this is uh, Uncharted. It is DLC, but this was thankfully doesn't seem to be involved with Drake too, uh, too much. Drake is what they're saying. Well, Drake's done. We we closed out with Uncharted Four. This is going to be a side thing, Lost Legacy, and it's following two female characters. Can you? Jazzy, find me a better article than this. Go to IGN and find something, and I'll talk about something else. That was that's terrible. My goodness, sounds good. So, um, th- you know, it was a quick little thing. Everyone was excited. It got the crowd ramped up, and then all of a sudden, Capcom takes the stage. And we've already had the leaks coming up to this. We kind of had an idea what it was going to be, and sure enough, they announce the next Marvel vs. Capcom. Woo! Yeah, I'm super. I was super pumped. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. It's going to launch on disc with. Eight playable characters, and the rest will come as DLC later on. Let's hope they learn their lesson with that, and they don't do that. But, I mean, God, it's possible. So, um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is what it's called, and it is going to be coming out late 2017. Um, so, that to the and it's also coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So, this is not a PlayStation experience, even though they... Or sorry, PlayStation exclusive, even though they uh, announced it at PlayStation. I think they learned from Street Fighter V that maybe that wasn't the best idea. And um, Marvel's back. And we got to see Mega Man, Iron Man, uh, Ryu, and Captain Marvel as the four characters in this trailer. So the trailer was cool, but it didn't feel as big as like even Marvel's Capcom 3's trailer, which was super cool. It's still neat. It was still cool to see to see the blue bomber back, but um, the official Marvel logo was shown. Uh, that last bit is important because no X Men were featured in the trailer, um, which we've heard the rumors that uh, only in uh, Marvel um, what Cinema Universe or official Marvel owned properties will be making it in the new Cap Marvel vs Capcom. Uh, because Fox has the rights to your X-Men and all that type of stuff. So we may actually be seeing the first Marvelous Capcom that doesn't have Wolverine, Cyclops, Magneto, and that's that's upsetting. I mean, that's that's th- that's part of the core of this game. Those, so. are, those are my favorite characters to play same, when I play. Same. Gambit. I love playing as Gambit. Yeah, so I'm super bummed about that. But uh, some big changes are coming to this game that is uh, going back to the more of the roots here is it's going to be 2v2. It's not 3v3 anymore. Uh, it's 2v2 with assists. So you're going to have the, those assist characters, but you're not going to be able to full out, full out switch with them. Um, so that's what the trailer was. It was you know Ryu and, and Mega Man X versus Iron Man and Captain Marvel. And it was a fun you know, little battle back and forth, but... 
the um, battle also is bringing infinity stones uh, with unique abilities and game-changing effects. So that is interesting. You see in the trailer where they're all going after one, and then uh, I believe it's Ryu ends up having one. He crushes it in his hand. All of a sudden, he starts glowing purple, and he seems stronger. Um, it, it, it's similar to some of the gems that they had in the early Marvel vs. Capcom, or not even Marvel vs. Capcom, sorry, it was like uh, War of Gems or uh, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, or, or Marvel vs. Street Fighter had these weird gems that you could collect and, and it would do things. But um, So they're bringing something like that back. So I, I think it's kind of cool because they're shifting the game. You know, It's not just a, a yeah, here's a new roster uh, on, on the Street Fighter V engine, here you go. You know, um, and a cinematic story, training, missions, and arcade modes. <laughs> All things that were missing in Street Fighter V. I'll believe it when I see it <laughs> ship on the disc. Or, you know, at least a day one batch. Yeah. Um, other cool news about it was that because of this, they wanted to make sure this was a trending thing throughout the show. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is coming to the PS4 exclusively now. As in when they announced it, so it's already available. It's twenty four ninety nine. You get the ultimate version with with any of the extras that that came on it, and uh, you can play on your PS four and uh, be able to use any arcades arcade. You know, like I have the Street Fighter Five arcade stick, so I'm excited to be able to dust that off and actually play a fighting game that I want to play with my arcade stick. So I'm happy about that. But yeah. Um, that's about it. They did show some actual gameplay later that night uh, after the announcement. Capcom had their their cup, their Street Fighter, you know, finals and all that stuff, and they showed off some gameplay. And we got to see it. And it looked cool. You know, it looks good. I, I mean, it, <laughs> we'll have to see. We have to get our hands on it. I think I like the direction they're taking this game. I think I think it's still going to be fast. It's still going to be chaotic. But I think two v two with the assists and and and, st- and gems, you're just you're tweaking the game enough where I'm 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 already interested because of the word Marvel's on it and it, and I've loved all the Marvel vs. Capcoms, but you have even more interest from me because you've actually decided to shift the game a little bit. So pretty cool. That'll be coming out late 2017. Get your hands on Marvel vs. Capcom three now. You got any details for me yet? Yes, I do. Okay, go for it. Uncharted The Lost Legacy will be following the story of Chloe and Nadine's, their standalone adventure. It takes place after Uncharted 4 Thief's End. It basically is going to take place in India, where they're going to do a deep dive into Hinduism and mythology tied to the region uh, in creating this story. Um, it says that the uh, Lost Legacy is very much Chloe's story. While it will be t- uh, totally different from Nathan Drake's adventure, it will still fit into the context of the Uncharted universe with Chloe on a quest for a piece of treasure called the Tusk, the Tusk of Ganesha. I, I'm not an Uncharted player, so like I'm not as thrilled about this as others are, but I know there's plenty of people that are very excited and that's good for them. I'm glad they get more content. It's just not a game that I've ever gotten into. So yeah, we'll see how they do. I think a lot of the uncharted players liked that because of the storyline of Nathan Drake. So we'll see if they can put something together. That's still got that, you know, context to it, but not Nathan Drake and see if it's just good. And I know these characters existed in uncharted Four 
and and their story was never fully told. So this right. is this is probably to close up that end. But um, so that's cool. Uh, Wipeout got announced, and every, and everyone started losing their shit because I, because we haven't seen Wipeout in, since PS3 launch. And uh, we got it really excited. It's a Wipeout collection. Turns out it's really some of the old stuff, just kind of remastered. So we don't have much details beyond that. But I love Wipeout. You give me some, you give me some pretty look at Wipeout. I'm gonna play it. It's a game that's just a lot of fun, futuristic racing. Can't go wrong. Next up, we had Crash Bandicoot. Has now uh, the remakes now have a name? So it is Crash Bandicoot. Insane Trilogy. The letter N. Insane Trilogy. And uh, they showed some gameplay. And it looked... And, and they compared it to the to some original gameplay. And it was it was sweet. I mean... I'm a Crash Bandicoot fan. Uh, I don't... Did you, did you guys ever play Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, I played it a bunch. My, my friends... So I had an N64. My friends that lived two houses down had a PlayStation. So we had the best of both worlds between two houses. And we played a ton of Crash Bandicoot. I don't know. I never really liked it that much. Like, it's okay, but would I have rather played Mario 64 any day of the week? So I don't have anything against Crash, but I, I don't have a hype level like a lot of people do. But I guess uh, I just yeah. wasn't as into it as a child. Very little of the actual first Crash game, and then maybe a tiny bit more of, what was it, Crash Team Racing? Yeah, they came out with a racing game later. Um, it, I mean... Growing up, if you played Crash, but you had access to Mario or even Sonic, as far as like those were your three, whatever you want to call what, uh, like company Mascot. mascots, yeah. right? And uh, I mean, yeah, I would put him third, but he was still, he was still, it was a fun it game. It was still fun. I still have good memories of sitting around my buddies. Yeah, like the, Crash, something that Mario or Sonic doesn't do well. Crash is sort of tongue-in-cheek. Yes. Crash is a little more comedic, a little more zany, um, and that's something that Nintendo has never really done. They, they haven't really got together the, the comedy aspect of it. I think that was an, the area that Crash excelled and was actually appealing. I was probably like 12 years old or whatever. It wasn't really appealing to 12-year-old boys at the time. Yeah, I think it's why I'm more interested in this remake um, because I don't think I gave it its fair shake back then because the, the tongue-in-cheek the, the comedy aspect didn't mean as much to me back then right I w- so I think going back and playing this it's going to be interesting plus I haven't played like Mario right there's there's certain levels of Mario that all of us here on, in this room can like describe from the start to the end because how much we've played it Crash isn't like that Crash will feel almost new to me because there's aspects of Crash I've never I never made it to so I like the idea that it's a platformer that's coming that I honestly haven't explored to its full extent so um, pretty cool it's got a name now and that's and then next up we have Parappa the Rapper Loco Roco and Patapon all being remastered for PS4 so um, I you know, we know that Xander loves Parappa the Rapper, right? It's a it's a cult classic. Certain people love that game. I never got huge into it, but it's nice to see it coming uh, coming to the PS4. Loco Roco was a PSP game that I played. Again, it was okay game. It was cool, very very artsy, neat. But Patapon, yeah. I loved Patapon, 
and I can't wait <laughs> to play more of it. And all I can pray is that people buy a, a you know download a ton of this game so that they're like, okay, we need to make a new one. They uh, it was free uh, for PS Plus like yep. I don't know um, two months ago, three months ago. Yep, and it a lot of the free Vita games aren't compatible with the PS TV. Because, you know, a lot of the games integrate the touchscreen or the touchpad. Padapon, because it's a PSP game, is works great on the PS TV that I have. And I remember, like, oh, I'm just going to just gonna try a level, just see what this game is like. And I remember uh, Pokiel coming upstairs, like, what are you doing? I said we're eating, like, ten minutes ago, and you're just up here playing a game. I'm like, I can't stop playing. <laughs> it's right <laughs> it's up your alley yeah, being, like, like rhythm. rhythm drum game. Yeah, it's very fun. It's super cool. Uh, the little the little characters are super f- fun. The and, music's fun. And it's fun, just fun. Yeah, it's a f- cool game. Check it out if you, if you uh, check it out. I just said it. There it is. Play it. Damn. Play the play game. that damn game. Spend your money on it. <laughs> and whatever you do, come to come to my house. We'll play it on my PS TV. All right. I'm mad at myself. I made it all this way. Yeah, you're doing good. All right. Well, we still love you. <laughs> <laughs> So, I love you less, though. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. It's, go, it's dropping down. <laughs> you went down. from full child to stepchild in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but guys, wow. don't forget to check it out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's broke now. I must just use it all the time. But yeah, Patapon. I'm super pumped for that. Uh, Parappa the Rapper demo came out. It's already available, and you can play the first song in the remastered form so you can get an idea what it looks like. The whole first song? Yeah, it's not a lot, but... All right. Uh, other than that, we did get to see Ace Combat 7 still exists. They showed a really pretty trailer. So if you're into flight games, this game looks fantastic. They did they did not give us any details whatsoever about when it's coming out or, or anything. It was just a really pretty trailer. I thought they stopped making Ace Combat games on the PS2, so I was shocked. Yeah. I think a lot of people were shocked, actually. They, they, oh, there, there was a huge like rumor around this game that it was just that everyone was wrong and it didn't exist. So uh, Another surprise, and I'm actually quite happy about it, is that Knack 2 got announced. Yeah. And it also showed a very interesting co-op mode. So couch co-op where you have two Knacks now. And if you don't remember Knack from the launch of PS4, the small little character that can collect weird objects and grow or shrink based off of the platforming path that he has to take. And it looks, you know, it looks interesting. The the first Knack is as much as people want to say, you know, didn't wasn't good. It sold well. Right, because it was a launch title and there wasn't a whole lot out there. So it still did decently well. And Knack 2, from from the developer and from the uh, hands-on gameplay that was at PAX Experience, or PlayStation Experience, they um, a lot of people are saying that they fixed what was wrong with Knack 1. It's fixed in Knack 2. So that's exciting. I, I like platformers. Um, you know, I welcome them. Keep, keep bringing them, because I'm not going to get a Metroid... So I might as well play something else that's a platformer. All right, thank you. Thank you for putting an, an honest, an honest, shameless plug. For <laughs> your love it's for honest and it's true. You know it's <laughs> yeah, true. It's I am true. not getting a Metroid. Never. It's never happening. It's never happening. With So with Knack 2, I think this is one that's going to make it into my disc library because I love playing cow, coach, couch co-op platformers. Cow coach co-op. 
I like cow tipping and eating cow pies. Uh, but no, I, I could see uh, the wife and I playing this. We've lo- we loved Rayman Legends, and we played through almost all that content now, so we are ready for a, a new couch co-op um, game that has, maybe has some puzzles and some platforms in it. So Yeah. Super cool. Uh, Raven will be playable in Gravity Rush 2. There you go. It's what it's what everybody wanted from Gravity Rush One. You're getting Gravity Rush Two, free DLC. We've talked about that in the past. Gran Turismo showed off a new trailer, and uh, still saying that it's coming 2017. Really, really pretty. Didn't look like gameplay. Okay. Here's one I loved though. Nino Kuni Two looked awesome. So, um, if you weren't familiar with Nino Kuni which came out on the PS3 by Level 5, hand-drawn art that was basically Pokemon met a JRPG that was also like, I don't know, it, it was like Final Fantasy and Pokemon. It was fantastic. The The turn-based structure was very interesting because it was, you, you, you kind of got stuck in like a bubble and you could move your character. So dodging and stuff was almost like a hack and slash, but then the moves were still turn-based and it, it made for a fun, engaging battle mechanic. But the game's gorgeous. The characters are super cool. The story is fantastic. It's one of the best things. It's one of the, my favorite things that Level 5 ever made. And this is the continuation of it. Uh, and it looks beautiful again. I can't wait for it. So if you're a fan of JRPGs, if you're a fan of Nino Kuni, you need to watch the trailer because it, it was it was gorgeous. Um, Let It Die. Everybody's been hearing a lot about Let It Die and uh, by Grasshopper, and they made a big announcement that here's Let It Die. Here's Let It Die trail the trailer, and it's available t- today. <laughs> so that, for free, yeah, for yep. free. That was really cool. The game looks nuts, crazy. Uh, I have not been able to put some time on it yet, but it looks it looks ridiculous and. Uh, again, it's free, so you might as well go give it a try. It's a skateboarding reaper. Like, how much better can you get? I wish I could have my nine gigs I gave to Battleborn back, so I could put that towards <laughs> the and let it die. Yep. Um, another one that I liked that we saw was Star Blood Arena. This is about the only PlayStation VR announcement that they gave. Star Blood Arena is heading to PlayStation VR in spring 2017. We saw a trailer for it. It was like this space kind of like shooter. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. It kind of looks like rigs in space, right? I was like, eh. And At then, the speed of Call of Duty. Right. And then the the cool stuff started happening. Then they started showing the the characters that are that are operating these ships. And I was like, oh, man, this kind of feels like Gearbox-ish. You know, like, I was like, oh, I, I love the art style. Oh, that guy's goofy looking. Look at that. Oh, that little robot runs. And all of a sudden, I was, like, interested in this game. I'm like, and then the music spun up and the, and the ridiculousness started happening in space. And I'm like, yep, this is, I'm excited for this all of a sudden. This will be a, a fun PlayStation VR experience. So Starblood Arena will be heading uh, spring 2017 to the PlayStation VR. MLB The Show 17. Best baseball game out there, enough said. But the cool thing is King Griffey is on the cover. I love King Griffey. But they're adding a retro mode to this year's game. So if you want to play play the show but in, like, 16-bit form, you can. Now we're talking. Yep. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. You know, not, I'm not a big sports game player, but that but that mode was, was pretty wild. So my favorite thing of the show, though, is has to be 
Nex, Nex Machina Death Machine. And the uh, this game, man, I don't even, I can't even explain it. You need to watch the trailer. But it is the uh, a new top-down shooter from Resogun developer Housemark, who I love. Resogun, Super Stardust. Um, I believe right now you can go on the PlayStation Plus freebie games. Uh, there's a game called Outlander, and they made that as well. Um, they, they make great games, and this game looks like exactly that. Uh, is, that a, is that a Games with Gold, or is that a PS Plus? Uh, was it Games with Gold? I thought Outlander might be a Games with Gold this month. Yeah, it might be. I might have got them mixed up, but... Uh, so, uh, Next Machina, which roughly translates to Death Machine, draws inspiration from some of Jar... Oh, yeah, sorry. This is the point that I had to make for... If- we have the Dead Eye Knight here, and I want, and he he didn't seem to care a whole lot about this announcement. I must have missed it. I don't know if I wasn't yeah. paying attention. So I want I want to. I didn't re- watch the whole show. I came in like halfway yeah. through. So Housemark is a company that we both like, right? You've played Resogun. You've played Star Stardust. Yeah, I've played them with you a little bit. Yeah, Super Stardust. So they're developing this game, but it's being created in collaboration with Defender and Smash TV creator Eugene Jarvis. Eugene, you said. <laughs> yeah. I love Smash TV. Yeah, exactly. I knew, I, and being a top down action game with that person on board, uh, with that creator on board, it's it's huge. And there's been a lot of rumor that they were going to be working with him, um, but no one knew why, or no one knew on what. And now we know. So the game is set in a reality where machines have begun to take over humanity, refusing to serve their creators. As such, it's up to the player, a blue mysterious hero, to save humanity from the evil robot threat. Oh, do you have to like kill like eight robot bosses and no. steal their powers? No, no, no. This, blue, this looks blue, way cooler. Way cooler with some wild anime cutscenes, some I'm great. I'm trying to pull up the trailer right now because yeah. I'm I must, this must have been announced before I got into the show. Yeah, and it has some great like metal soundtrack. Um, it, all around, just everything about it, I was like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so that was my highlight. This was my highlight of the show. Everybody else's was was these big big ticketed items. This this was my baby right here. I was like, yes. Oh no, I did see this, and it does look amazing. Yeah, absolutely, it looks. This is so like right good. where I came into the show, and I was like, "What is this game? It looks dope." Yeah, yeah. it's wild. So that that was mine. Um, before I close this out with their closing statement, is that is the closing statement your favorite thing? No. Okay, so let me ask you, Jazzy, what is your favorite piece of PlayStation experience? Um, I thoroughly enjoyed their closing as well, but mine unfortunately has to go to the new trailer that we got for Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> See, I'm going to fight you right now. I'm going to fight you. I think that was bullshit. It was it was bullshit, but anything that Horizon Zero Dawn just gets me pumped. Like See? I don't I don't think it was super awesome, but it just seeing new content to that game always gets it me excited. It got me less excited. It got me less it, not less excited. I got worried. They showed too much. The second at the the end when that door opens and they start traveling down into the into mm-hmm. the center of the earth, you just gave away an, an angle of that game that I didn't know about, and I'm pissed now. They pulled a Terminator Genesis yeah, on you. They ya. gave me too much, <laughs> yeah. and they don't need to. Like you have Sony walking around. Literally, Sony went up on stage before that and said, "This is the next blockbuster for Sony." 
That's what they call it. They're hyping this game more than No Man's Sky was hyped. Okay, you got people like kind of funny games having hands on and saying this is a great game. It is a great game. This is a great game. It, like it's just like okay, we get it. Okay, everyone needs to stop feeding us. We're a couple months away. Let's just all chill, so we can enjoy this thing. So before you kill it, before it gets here, before you fuck something up before it gets here and the like it was completely unnecessary what they showed like the trailer was the was the weakest trailer i think we've seen period and it showed us something that i did not want to know it'd be like right now if jazzy go he's four ch- three chapters ahead of me in, in final fantasy and he'd be like man and then he pulls his dick out yeah. and you're like i didn't want to see that right yeah exactly <laughs> And then he spoils the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bad. So I, I, I got really excited when when they first went on stage and they were like going to say something. And then after, I was like, I didn't need that. I didn't want that. Not cool. See, I was the opposite. It's it super hyped me. I I guess was was one of the few that like at the end of it was like, holy shit! Like what what's down there? See, like now I have to fi- have to play this game. Right, but now you know. Now you know. What you're driving towards? Yeah. Before you didn't know anything. You, you have just, no clue what's you down there. You just had to go. It wasn't even down there. You didn't know anything about that. It was just you have to go out and explore the world. What if that has nothing to do with it? It it does. I yeah. generally don't like siding with either of you on any argument. I like going off of my own and making you guys feel bad about what you think. But I a hundred percent agree with Grim here. I remember seeing that part and going, "Oh, I didn't." No, I don't want. I don't even want to like think about what was in that. Right. Because that right there. That's the secret. At least alluded to. Because the big question is, where are all these robot dinosaurs coming from? Why are? Why is the world like this? And now you know, at least an inkling of what is behind this. And my problem to me, I was like, I didn't want to know. And my problem is, is the second they show it, it looks super sophisticated, just like the machines do. It doesn't look like it's decaying and falling apart like the rest of the world. So, it, so to me, it's it's a direct feed to whatever is going on. And I was just like, "Fuck you! Why wouldn't? You, why don't you just let me? You know, like in this day and age, right? In this day and age, in movies and gaming and anything, keeping something a secret is incredibly hard. Keeping something from leaking is incredibly hard. And Gorilla didn't even didn't even try. They're just like. They just barfed it out on the screen and said, "Yep, cool. Well, there you go. We just told you that, and, and you're gonna set records for sales on this game. You didn't need this trailer at all, man. Quit bashing my game, bro. I, I just wanted. <laughs> I want to know what I would like to see is more actual gameplay. I want to see more of the mechanics on how this works, and I I don't want to know anything about the story. Yeah, why tell me anything about the story when your game is story driven? Don't take don't ruin any of the experience for me. And you just did. You took part of the allure away from this story and just gave it to me. It's like okay, cool. So I'm looking for tunnels that di- that go into the ground because whatever's going on in the ground is basically the cause of all of this. It would it and. I can't wait for you guys to play this game, and you're 100% wrong. It has nothing to do with what you're thinking. I can't wait for you to play it and realize that we were right. And, that, and then on that, day, on that day, I'll be like, you want to know what? You guys were right, but I'm still going to play it in that bottom, game. Bottom line, there was a giant tunnel that was sophisticated like the, like the machines. That tunnel has something to do 
it, it, I'm not saying it's the in-game answer, but that tunnel has something to do with what's going on in the world. Did you need to know that this last weekend? Did you really need to know that? I mean, I guess I guess you don't have to, but it, I guess it didn't hit I mean, me I can tell you issue. something about Final Fantasy that you don't know right now. Do you want to know it? Yeah. You want to know it? No. I know the ending. Do you want to know it? You, you know the ending already? Do you want to know it? I mean, no. But at the same time, <laughs> you, you're not, you, they're not showing you the ending in this. Why? Why did people play No Man's Sky? What was one of the... They wanted to know what was at the end of the universe. What was or at the center end of, of the universe. universe. What, and that's a similar reason to why people are excited about Horizon Zero Dawn is the mystery of it. Why are these robot dinosaurs... It's the same reason why you're playing Final Fantasy right now. Let's be honest. The mechanics and, and everything in the game aren't the best that you've ever played. But the story right now is driving you 100%. Right. And if if and what did what they didn't give anything? Final Fantasy gave you nothing. You started that game pushing a car, and you were like, "What the fuck's going on?" And it was great because of that. And I just don't like. I'm not soup. I'm not like super pissed about this, but I swear to God, don't put anything else out until you launch the game. Regurgitate the shit you've already used. Recut it if you have to, and just leave it alone. I don't want any additional content from Gorilla. If it leaks and shit happens, you can't control the world, right? But if it's from Gorilla and they say, "Hey, yeah, check this out," and it, I just don't need it. Just don't do it. Yeah. Think you're reading too much into it, but that's me. I think you're reading the right amount into it. Yeah, I think I'm reading into it too because, because I'm, I'm I feel giving the same them way, and I'm not that excited for this game like you guys are. And I feel the same way. My excitement level is lower now. Yeah, mine. I mean, I'm gonna get the game. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just. I'm right there with Jazzy. I want to platinum the bitch. But I. It's lower for me now too because I'm bummed out. I don't want any like this. I want this game to be my favorite game ever. I want this game to yeah. potentially push Metroid off the pedestal. It has. It has that type of interest level to me. And after that trailer, I instantly was like, "Ooh, wait a minute! Like, wait a minute! I'm I'm too deep in this bitch because that just pit like that that was a mistake. You guys just you made your first mistake. We're three months from the game launch, and I'm you're bugging. This pisses me off now. And so like, I don't think I'm reading too much into it. I think I'm the right level of annoyed because if I'm going to pay you sixty dollars, or for me, I think one hundred and twenty dollars, whatever the collector's edition is, you know. I don't want you to ruin a single piece of this game for me. Period. <sighs> All right. Haters going to hate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's get to this great news though, because this is this is good stuff. We got we got another argument ahead of us. The Last of Us Part Two. St- has been announced as the closer for the PlayStation experience. Yes. We got to watch a four-minute cinematic trailer uh, where we where we got to see the you know characters that everybody has fallen in love with. But years later, they've grown up a little bit, right? And let's just let me read let's read this and then we'll discuss it because I, I already know I disagree with everybody in this room so following today's announcement of the last of us part two a PlayStation experience naughty dog director and writer Neil Druckmann which by the way is not the director of the first game hmm. uh, because the f- director of the first game will not be doing anything with part two um, but just to 
to calm people's nerves here, Neil was involved with the first one, so uh, you know you, it's okay to calm down. But um, shared a few de- so we shared they shared a few details about the story and how it differs from the first game. Uh, during a panel at the uh, at PSX, Druckmann said uh, Ellie in, is the star this time around, not uh, not Joel. So he also revealed that part two takes place several years after the first game, with Ellie now being 19 years old. Um, discussed narrative direction of part two, noting that while the first title was a story about love, the second the sequel will serve as a counter to that. In fact, the director went so far to say the story is about hate, and you get that feeling with the trailer for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, with regard to the game's title, Drunkman said that they decided to call it part two to reflect that this is a. Uh, Addition to the story, uh, it's an add-on to the first game. Uh, for Naughty Dog, The Last of Us is, I don't, is intrinsically tied to Troy Baker's Joel and Ashley Johnson's Ellie, so that the studio wanted to continue their story rather than move forward with a franchise using a different set of characters. Which, I mean, duh, it'd be the same thing. Like, you made four Uncharted's with Nathan Drake before you even thought of making an Uncharted without Nathan Drake. So, but, uh, they don't have, so they, they said the team has a release window in mind for the game, but, uh, it isn't, but Naughty Dog isn't ready to make a formal announcement regarding when fans can expect The Last of Us Part 2 to launch. He did, however, confirm that the original game's composer uh, will be back to create the music for Part 2. So, which the the music and everything was fantastic in the first one. So, okay, so people lost their shit. People lost their mind. We've heard the rumors. We like it was only like when Nolan North says something about it. Like 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 you know it's coming, right? Right. So the big thing here that doesn't say in this article is that when you watched PSX. They said on the stage, this game is in early, early, early development, but the team wanted to show you something. That's what they said. The cinematic that we watched was supposedly running on a PS4 Pro, (coughs) and it did look really nice. Correct. It was a cinematic CGI four-minute clip. It was not gameplay. It was not anything. It was a teaser. It was a teaser. That's the way we should look at it. Okay. It was a grown-up Ellie playing guitar and and basically singing a song, and and then Joel walks in and kind of says, are we really going to do this? And basically she says, I'm going to kill every last one of them. And she's like bleeding from her head. You know, she's all beat up and, you know, and, you know, I, I don't want to sp- speculate on who she's talking about, things like that. But if you played the first game, you probably can assume who she's talking about. So, mm-hmm. which let's also spare my feelings. I plan on picking up the game here in two weeks. I've never played Last of Us. It's right. like the number one game on my two playlist. Yeah, that's why the things I've read, I'm, I'm not necessarily talking out loud about. Most of the most people listening to us, if you've played the game, you, you have an idea of who she's focusing and we can get into this. Uh, maybe a little in a, in a month here or something, because I actually plan on putting some time in this game. Is this is a game that I actually never finished. I got into it and yeah. just never finished it. Same with <clears> me. <throat> I feel like this trailer sparked. Um, I played it <laughs> back when it first came out. Got through eh, maybe 
a third of it to maybe maybe half of it and then league kind of took over my life so this trailer sparked me to go and download the re remastered edition and i'm gonna give that a, f- a finish all right well here's where i'm not gonna make any fran- any friends i don't think this needed to be in the show i really i i, I was not like am i excited that last of us 2 is going to happen sure I'm excited when any Naughty Dog game gets created because it's Naughty Dog. But do I really think a game that we're probably not going to see until 2019 needed to be in the end of this show as the closer? No. Because you could have maybe done something like the PlayStation name change. (laughs) Kingdom Hearts 3, which we haven't heard anything in over a year and a half about it. Final Fantasy VII Remake, God of War 4, or I don't know, the brand new product that you decided to talk one game about, your PlayStation VR. There's so many things that you could have talked about that are in the near future, or even just a year out. Or hell, 2018, where you could have actually said something about it. Instead, you wanted to go hype real, you wanted to go No Man's Sky, you wanted to go just crazy, and throw something out that we're not going to see for three years. It's unnecessary. I, I'm not. I, I was not impressed by it because because the rumors were already true. This could have been something that Naughty Dog released a statement by themselves, and it would have got the same attention that this got. It's just Sony wanted it in the end of their show. I agree with you 100. percent Actually, I I well, feel damn it, Jazzy. That wasn't the game plan. <laughs> Look no. at my notes. Fight with Jazzy right here. <laughs> In friendship, turn it over, stab Jazzy. Okay, that was that was my game plan. Here's here's my problem with it. In in agreement to what you said, uh, do they need to do this? And could they have done this f- for hype? Absolutely, they should have done this at next E3. It this shouldn't is an have been E3 at, announcement. This, yeah, yeah that's, it, they that's shouldn't the have done point. it at an experience and experience show. You should be talking about stuff that people can can go behind the scenes and experience, and experience it at your PlayStation experience. Like you shouldn't have any of this teaser shit in here that people can't go and get at least some sort of maybe not even gameplay, but at least a booth or something like that that's going to give you. Uh, the ability to talk to people that are m- making the game or or give you more details about the game outside of just a little teaser trailer. Which, mind you, everything else in the show was that was that way. Even if it was like Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, right after they go, but don't worry, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate's available right now. Like, they, they it, everything else was hands-on. Everything else felt right now or, or in the near future. And then you just closed out with this, like, just dream that's way out there that you can't even touch yeah. yet. And and I just was like with with things like God of War 4 that's supposed to be out sometime next year. Kingdom Hearts 3 which we haven't heard anything about it since E3 2015, right? Final Fantasy 7 which we haven't heard anything for a long time. And then again, your brand new PlayStation VR that is selling like shit and you don't want to admit it because you had you had said, "Hey, by by the end of the fiscal year, we are going to sell 2.2 million units of PlayStation VR. They just cut it to 400,000 units. Right now would be the time to to push your shit because if you, I, I guess, I guess, let me help you out here, Sony. Let me help you out because you haven't learned anything. 
you don't sit on your hands when your PlayStation Vita isn't moving. You pick the Vita up and you shove it into the market and you feed the market and you hope to God it gains traction. And that is what you need to do with VR right now. Because if you don't, you have created a $400 headset that I cannot use on my computer. I cannot use it anywhere except in your environment. And I've never thought about it this way until you decided to shit on your own product and not give it any focus. You gave the Vita more focus in your PlayStation experience than you did your brand new PlayStation VR. And that right there is a huge problem I had with the show. The show was good, it had good games, but this this is not something you can ignore. You cannot ignore it. For anybody like Jazzy or myself who owns a VR, when's the last time you used your VR other than maybe a holiday to show your family? I don't even use it. I just set it up so they can use it. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> probably the last time that we played Riggs, which was... Near uh, launch. Yeah, three weeks out, out of launch. Yeah, near launch. More than three weeks. It was in October. So... <laughs> It's not. It, it's just not smart on Sony's part. You you can't release a product that then clearly is struggling because no one either knows what it is or the price point is difficult to accept, and then just not give it any love at all. And that that drives me nuts because there is plenty of VR content that's right that's out there. And yeah, you Capcom came out and saved your ass a little bit. Capcom came out and said, "Hey, Resident Evil is coming out in, in January." Uh, the demo just got updated today and it supports VR now and there's more to the demo. So go ahead and go home, update it, put your VR on and, and enjoy. But that was a demo. And that was Cap... You let Capcom do more for your product than you did yourself. And I just it, it drives me crazy. And then you have one of your own Sony reps come out there holding a blue Vita and I'm like, whoa, why, why is he holding a Vita? Like plain as day like they actually still know what this product even is and then you go next machina coming out on ps4 and playstation vita crash bandicoot coming out on playstation 4 and ps vita and like every game and it was just like that's great i'm super happy but i also know why you're doing that because nintendo's about to kick your ass in the handheld market and you go uh uh well let's let's dust this bitch off over here and just show people that we have a handheld maybe they'll remember that we make this thing I'm sorry, you buried that bitch a year ago. You gave up on the Vita. The only people that still use the Vita are hardcore gamers that like JRPGs and, and, and believe in the hardware even though you don't. And now you want to go walk around on stage with it? Like, fuck you. All right, I'm done. That's it. I I, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I feel Support. bad. I feel bad for the Naughty Dog reps at PS Experience because you know damn well after that Last of Us Two trailer, everybody stormed back to like their booth and was like, "Last of Us Two, Last of Us Two. and That's they're all like them. They're all That's like the them. Lost Legacy. Uh, guys, we're here to show off the Lost Legacy <laughs> DLC. Like, <laughs> fuck we're you, like- Naughty Dog. <laughs> Last of Us Two now, or I'm burning this bitch to the ground. You guys forgot. The real game that should have been featured at the end of that, Spider-Man. That there's a that is another, another one. great one. Another I'm, one. I cannot wait to play that Spider-Man, and I might actually need to go buy a brand new HDR TV and a Pro because it's that game has to have gonna, Pro support, yeah. and it's going to be the most beautiful. The the just the trailers make yeah. me so hyped for that Spider-Man that's, game. That's but we heard nothing one. about it yeah. there when we that is a game we could have had in place of Last of Us. The head the head of Insomniac took the stage at the video game awards 
to announce to announce a winner. I thought for sure they brought they brought the, him out there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Nope, they didn't show anything. <laughs> and I was like, man, come on! What are you talking so, about? You got Shick Hydrobot. That's what you got. <sighs> the yeah. new Spider-Man. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. I, I know a lot of people la- love The Last of Us, and any negativity towards it, w- people want to stab me, right? Like I'll get hate. I'll get hate once people listen to this. Don't worry. BMC will throw hate at me, but it did not belong in this show. I'm sorry. I agree. There was I plenty, got your back, yeah. Graham. Just a little premature. I'm it excited was. about it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it motivated me even further. I had already planned on thinking, like, I think, you know, we have a, a, a shutdown at work. We get a week off around Christmas. And I was like, oh, man, I could really use a story game. I haven't had one in a while. I really want to get a Last of Us. It's like 20 bucks right now. And then seeing that trailer made me go, yes, I am putting some time into that game. I'm picking it up. But I was probably going to do it regardless if the trailer dropped or not. So, right, exactly. No. Uh, and then my last piece I do want to just touch base is that uh, we did have our Destiny announcement. Destiny Winter event is coming. It is called The Dawning, and we are getting uh, Sparrow League Racing! <laughs> With four tracks, yes, they're bringing back pumped. two of the originals, giving you two. Or sorry, they're bringing back the two originals, adding two more to it that look crazy. They, yeah, nuts. <laughs> it looks like there's going to be collisions and just chaos everywhere, and I'm like, yeah, I like that. So um, that's that's coming along with scored strikes. So scoring is going to be added to some of the strikes. Oh, that's you're, cool. Yep, you're going to have new quests. You have new weapons, new armor, uh, and, and obviously um, um, sparrows, uh, um, emblems, and shaders, and all that type of stuff as you well. Probably collect like Christmas cookies, like yep. candy, and there'll be something stupid like that. Sparrow Racing League book is free this time. You will not. There's no in-game. Per, there's no game or sorry, microtransaction to get the book, and I believe there's something like ten or twelve ranks within the book. Each rank gets you something. Um, the only bummer, from what I've seen, is the sparrows that are being shown off right now are the old style. They're not the racing style. The like, new racing style. Yeah, so they're going back to that old like wedge style. I don't Bring know. back the old Jeeps. Yeah, but hey. I'm always down for for that, especially if maybe when you get those, they're uh, higher than 160 on the speed rating. That'd be cool. I still have the stock sparrow. Oh my god, you poor soul! Really? Yeah, because I mean, I started playing Destiny after Sparrow Racing League ended. Yeah, and you can get you get sparrows in other ways though too. I've never have. I got the broom that you informed me earlier today. I don't get to keep. <laughs> He got so upset today. He's like, I'm going to race you in my broom. I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. It's gone. And he like looked at me blank, like blank stared like, what did you just say to me? I was I, like, Dude. I, I tackled him and started joking. I go, you give me back my broom. He's on the back. Right in the middle of the office. It was, it was messed up. But um, Needless to say, this is my only job now. Yeah. This does uh, launch on December 13th. So not very far away. That's super cool, and uh, I'm excited. I'll, I will. That will draw me back to Destiny yeah. for a little while. I think that's the day my computer is supposed to show up after ordering it like a month ago. Just throw it in the closet. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you don't need that. No, I'll be so, I'll be neck deep in Roller Coaster Tycoon Two by then. <laughs> and for those of you who can't wait for excitement, because this is definitely what I'm going to do to wait for Spirit League Racing starting this weekend, December eighth through December eleventh is. The LOL Esports All Star events, so you get to see basically 
Each region sends an all-star team that you voted for. Fan votes the team in. They're going to be going head-to-head in kind of a tournament. Also, they do a lot of cool mini-games. Team Fire, Team Ice. So they do, like, assassin mode where everybody on the whole map has to choose an assassin. They do the all-for-one where everybody has to pick uh, one character and then your whole team's that character. Last year was super cool because both teams picked Blitzcrank. So it's just 10 Blitzcranks going at each other. So a lot of cool events that are going down with uh, League of Legends this weekend. So check out the All-Star event. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something else um, that will happen when Destiny's uh, expansion launch, or the event happens. And that is, they have confirmed Sparrow Racing League, sorry, Sparrow Racing will also be included in private matches. Oh yeah. So we will be able to have fun with everybody, but at the same time, if we want to, if we want to watch, you know, Jazzy Race Cable, we can make it happen. Challenge accepted. Anyone who wants to race me, bring it on. All right. <clears throat> well, that has been the news. And uh, if you want to check out anything more about PlayStation Experience or the Video Game Awards, then head right on over to our social media outlets. Motor City Gaming, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And you can see all the articles, trailers. Yeah. It's there. It's there. It's a website. Yeah. All of it. World Wide Web. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get into some emails. The FBI has just sent a letter to informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading GameZilla emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com Okay, Jassy Fiddle, your GameZilla mailbox is up to date. That's right. GameZilla emails, you write them, we read them. Send your questions into info at MotorCityGaming.com or go to our Facebook GameZilla group page and leave your questions there. We'll pick them out. Best of the best get put on the show. So this week we start with... I grew up a Nintendo fanboy, and when I first got my PlayStation, it was to play the games that migrated from Nintendo to Sony, that I never really put much stock into any kitty-looking games that came out of the original PlayStation. That being said, I've never played any Crash Bandicoot games, and with the collection being one of the highest hi- the highlights at PSX, I was wondering if I truly missed out on something, or is this primarily a nostalgia trip that I will find falls flat playing almost 20 years too late. Xander. P.S. Did you guys hear the latest Legend of Retro? Those guys are pretty awesome. Uh, First of all, yes, you're missing out. Go play it, period. It's a platformer. Xander loves retro gaming. You have to check this out. If you're a fan of anything platformer, this is is the way to go. Uh, And yeah, the Legend of Retro... Rhythm of Retro was fantastic. If you haven't checked out the latest episode, listen to it. It's fantastic. Lots of cool old school video game music. Pretty cool DJ. Probably better than our DJ that night. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be famous. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I like Crash Bandicoot, and, and we've already expressed like, do I think he's the coolest thing in the world? No, but I think he's a platformer that not a lot of people really experience to its full potential back in the day. So I think you need to play this game. I say give me a Gex remake. I'd be okay with that too. 
I know Brick Bitch would. Brick Bitch would be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she'd, be, she'd be at the store breaking the doors down for the midnight release. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel for Xander, it's probably a good purchase. Um, I know he's a huge platformer, so he'll probably really enjoy this. Whereas you know, somebody like myself, I might go back and be like, oh, yeah, this is why I didn't play this. So, I, you know, once a platformer, always a platformer sort of ordeal. Like, you love it or, you, you know, you kind of have that play through it just because your friends play it. So, I think he's going to love it. Okay, guys. Email number 1,000. LOL. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it 1,000? I don't know. Eh, we'll give it to him. We'll give it to him. Congrats. It's got to be close. <laughs> your email you 1,000. You email 1,000. What do you win? I will read your question. <laughs> With the unveiling of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, there was news about UMVC3 being released on the PS4 Marketplace. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yep. And Steam three months prior to the eventual release on Xbox One. Why does it still seem that the Microsoft system is continually getting the shaft in fighting game department? Who pissed off who? Please elaborate with ideas... And even if you don't know, have fun with it. Dwight. So, um, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize that Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was PS4 Steam exclusive for three months. I mean, it makes sense. It, but, it, you know, it was just announced at PlayStation Experience. So I was just like, cool, I can play on my PS4 and I was happy, right? But it, as far as the... <laughs> What happened to Microsoft? I'll tell you who pissed off who. Microsoft fucked themselves E3 before their Xbox One came out when they were like, oh, yeah, you can't share games and uh, you can't trade them in and buy pre-owned games. And um, we believe that video game systems should be more of a media entertainment system, not just a gaming system because fuck gamers. And, and, And basically they crapped all over themselves to the point where exclusivity for what little remains because it's not a very big thing anymore it it shifted everyone was like yeah that guy over there i think he hit his head and he's fucking confused so we're gonna we're gonna for our best interest we're gonna go over here where you guys seem to you know be you know sane so i don't think anybody pissed anybody off i also think sony just came out and said Flop, here's a bunch of money, Capcom. We want early access. We want exclusivity. We want all these things based off of all your games um, because, you know, we have 40 million units and those guys have 20 million units. Where do you want to be? Here's another thing that ties into that. You know, we live in a day where there are exclusivity timelines that if you are going to go exclusive, you have to be exclusive on that system for yay number of days. How many people in Japan own an Xbox One? A dozen? That's true. No, I mean, that market's huge. It's a huge market. For Sony. And do you want to launch late in Japan, or do you want to be there first where where people, you know? So uh, publishers like Capcom, uh, who, you know, like Marvel vs. Capcom is a game that will do well in Japan. Yes. So why do you want to wait three months when you you could have it there right now? And playable right now. You don't you don't want to risk it and, and run it on a system that no one has outside of the United States. Yeah, I don't think you ever see Xbox get the exclusive over over Sony. Yeah. But maybe the question is why don't they just come out at the same time? Right? And so when you're talking ninety days, 
what did Sony pay for that 90 days? You know they paid something. Mm-hmm. They didn't just get it, right? So not only do you do you keep your, like you just said, your Japan you know, uh, gaming community very happy, but you just made... I'm what is, I'm assuming probably millions of dollars for 90 days. Well, one thing is I don't know the economic structure for publishers of the Xbox Store or the PSN. But maybe maybe all Sony had to do is offer the publishers a higher percentage of the take-home dollar on True. their store. That that simply to me if you're like listen all right, we'll you have to be exclusive on our platform for for ninety for ninety days, and we're we're gonna give you oh you get to take home sixty percent of the revenue from uh, Xbox. Well, we'll do seventy five percent. You know, we take twenty five percent. Like what? I don't know the economics of that. I'm just it's really just speculation. Makes, no, it makes sense. That, that's a very logical way that they could easily yeah. Get yeah, that. Sony Sony paid them a lot of money, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they just slapped money down on the table. They could do it in unique ways, like you said. Mm-hmm. Our our online store, our downloads are you know four times that of anybody else's. So we're gonna give you an extra twenty percent, you know, just to give us ninety days. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, you know, Dwight says, "Have fun with it." I will. I'll, I'll close my part off with this. Okay. <laughs> Xbox One system. The Xbox One that we all should have had at launch came out four months ago. Okay, so re- in my opinion, if you look at deals that were clearly made before that, nobody wanted to side with Microsoft other than people that 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 Microsoft paid or owned. Okay, Recore is from a from a company that's owned by Microsoft. Quantum Break was was a disaster. And every other exclusive is a first-party home Microsoft company. Gears of War. I mean, sorry. I'm sorry. I'll take it back. You did get. You did get Sunset Overdrive. And and if you go back 40 episodes in this podcast, you'll you'll listen to me every week say, "Yep, the only game you should play is Sunset Overdrive because there's nothing else out on the system." So I uh, I just think Microsoft is still dealing. With the you know self-inflicted wounds that they caused at launch, I have a question. Since Xbox big push is for for crossplay with Xbox One and Windows Ten, if this is getting early access on Steam, wouldn't you be able to play it on your Windows Ten device through Steam? And then what? Three months later, then you can port your game information over to Xbox. No, you can't port it. Steam is not so. If you want to play it on Steam. Steam is its own uh, community. It's its own infrastructure. So if you bought that game on Steam, you're only playing it on Steam. You're not going to okay. be able to port it to uh, Windows, you know, Live or whatever they want to call it, the Windows Store. Um, you'd have to buy it through that in order to be able to play it on your Xbox. Got it. Or okay. vice versa. I clearly don't know that much about the Xbox One because Steam. Even yeah, Steam's up. its own <laughs> thing. Steam's its own thing. Got it. All right, that's all I had to add. I was just confused. Moving on. Moving on. Who is the best Mortal Kombat sorcerer? Quan? Shang Tsung? Does Chinook count as a sorcerer? No. Sci-fi AJ. What's that? Shinnok is a fallen elder god. Yeah. He'd be more similar to Raiden. Yeah. I I mean, for for the sh- for shits and giggles, let's just count them. And these are our three options: Quan Chi, Shang Tsung, and Shinnok. 
Uh, Shang Tsung, 100%. No! Shang Tsung. Quan Chi is so much better than mm-hmm. Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung's the OG, man. No, Shang Tsung is just a, a move-stealing bitch. Just <laughs> chameleon into other people. So he can people. steal all of Quan Chi's moves. No, the only thing... The, the one thing that he would never be able to steal from Quan Chi is a better move set, a cooler design, and the hella hose that you know Quan Chi pulls in. I, all I'm saying is... Shang Tsung's an old, wrinkly-ass man for the first he, few games. He doesn't have to be. He could take form of anything he wants. He needs to be revived, and he needs to be given power by Shao Kahn. You know who doesn't need power from Shao Kahn? Quan Chi. When it's time to resurrect Quan, uh, Shao Kahn, who's doing it? Not Shang Tsung, Quan Chi. Yeah. Shang Tsung's the one who's constantly messing up Shao Kahn's plans. Quan so Chi's is the one Quan who, Chi. No, Quan Chi holds Quan it down. Quan Chi's a bitch, too. No, he's not. They're all bitches. That's why they lose in the no, end. No, the sorcerer Quan Chi is a straight-up thug. Nah. I, I disagree. I got this taken care of, all right? First of all, let me just go ahead and highly debunk everything you just said, all right? First of all, you said he's a move-stealing bitch, which is right up your alley since you steal people's spots and rates. So I don't understand why you don't like him. Right. Second of all, Fair. you said he's a chameleon, <laughs> which happens to be a reptile. Pretty sure that's your favorite fucking Mortal Kombat character. Well, there actually is a mortal, two Mortal Kombat characters named Chameleon. Yeah, so there, there's a step so in between yeah. you getting from there to reptile. You're also Snake Man, so, yeah. I mean, come on. Right. I do love reptile. Highly debunked. No. Quan Chi Chi and MKX can roll in on an undead horse and summon bats. Quan Chi is a bitch. He's not a bitch. He's a scaredy cat that runs at any chance he gets. He's a little bitch. Shang Tsung has tried to take people's forms, sneak up and murder people. And frame other other people because of it. He's a badass. He's he's a stealth sorcerer that pretty much can do anything he wants. So except for ever defe- defeat Earthrealm, <laughs> I could say the same about Quan Chi. No, Quan Chi holds it down. Quan Chi. No, time out. You just used the example that he's never beat Earthrealm. He was and the, I'm he was sure in charge. Sh- I'm sure shit Quan Chi never beat Earthrealm either when he when he betrayed everybody and tried to make tried to be the badass that you said he is. Because he is when, when he turned when he turned against his own people and tried to be the badass that you said he is, he failed too. So so I, I don't even know what you're arguing. Without Quan Chi. Let me let me name the characters we wouldn't have without Quan Chi's sorcery. Scorpion <laughs> wouldn't have it. A bitch. Not a bitch. That needs to be, you know, he, he's got to be brought back because he just can't hold his own, so Quan Chi's got to bring him back from hell. Okay, okay. Well, here's another one that's a little bit harder for you to debunk. Noob Saibot. The original Sub-Zero. Everyone gets one. Everyone's lucky, okay? So there you go. Keep going. Who else? <laughs> Melina. Melina. The, the best female Melina. fighter in the series. Just because it's the closest that you can get to Baraka doesn't count, okay? Listen. Baraka Katana's lover. way better. But Katana's way better. Katana's not better than Melina. Jade's better. Come on! It's just a plug for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> Shang Tsung all the way. No, Quan Chi. <laughs> Moving on. Poll of the week going up at the GameZilla page <laughs> That's a poll. on Facebook. Yes. Who is the better Mortal Kombat sorcerer, thug-ass Quan Chi or bitch-ass Shang Tsung? I'm, I'm putting just, it up there. Sci-Fi AJ, you are getting your own poll on the GameZilla page and I'm going to set it up so you can't vote for both. Good, good yeah, call. because I screwed the yeah. last one up. Okay, so here's the deal. Anybody that votes for Shang Tsung, I'm going to give you a free copy of Mortal Kombat XL on the download. Don't say anything. 
<laughs> Any, Fuck you, B-Bone! <laughs> anyone that votes for Quan Chi will get to keep their dignity and not sell out. Free video game, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> not sell out, because you know Quan is far better. P.S., just in case anybody calls me out on it, it's all bullshit. I'm not actually giving out free games. See, he's leading you astray just like Shang Tsung leads. <laughs> no, I'm being a bitch just like Quan Chi. Quan Chi is not a bitch. A little blue-ass bitch. He's like grayish. Grayish blue. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. All right, guys. And the last, but never the least. Let's just get right to the point. The Division is a stellar game that should have won Game of the Year. <laughs> it's not Ubisoft's fault that some backdoor deal and payoff went <laughs> to the board and instead some crappy game called Overwatch took the coveted award. Overwatch? <laughs> what are they even watching over? What's the hype with this game anyways? You jump into a team of scrubs, take over a room the size of an outhouse, minus the poo, and do what? Game of the year? Bitch, please. Only good thing about this game is that Cable2x plays it and <laughs> and owns everybody. That was just to get you bearded bastard fired up for my next line. Ladies and gentlemen... Boys and girls, I hereby call out the Deadite Knight himself, Ebone Capone, what? the sociopath, the turdlicious snake of a half-man, to a one-on-one -on -one PvP battle. Deal! Destiny style. You, sir, have been called out. This spat of ours will be settled once and for all on the virtual battleground. Man versus snake. Hipster versus grandpa. The kid from wherever the fuck Ethan is from versus crazy Uncle Brayden. That hipster remark is <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna respond in the only way that I know how. Guys, I'm going full warrior. <laughs> I'm giving him the ultimate warrior. Well, are you ready? For, you sure you're ready for this? <sighs> yeah, hold, hold on. Let me finish this up. The last and then time, you could, you know, build, build, build it up. Build this, it up. No, we I, ended up I, in the hospital. No, I got, I got to give it to him. I got to give it to him right here, right now. If he's calling me out, let's, let's going let's full warrior, Brayden. <laughs> I shall destroy you <laughs> on the fields of the Cosmodrome. I shall fill my spaceship up with rocket fuel. <laughs> And I shall fly through the destiny, and we shall engage in the crucible, where I will headshot you over and over and over again. You have been warriored, and me and all the other Jedites, we shall rise up, and we will defeat you. <laughs> Over and over and over again. <laughs> and we will defend the Iron Lords. And we shall show no mercy. I just want to point out there that that was all like on, on the fly. Right there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was all just him really, rolling. That's really good. <sighs> well, let's so go. he says, yeah. name the time and place. I will send you crying back to your hot wife. Huddled up in the fetal position like the snake you are. Set a date, and it's on like Donkey Kong. Oh, shit. He called it Donkey Kong. I will throw a barrel at you, <laughs> and I will crush you in your beauty head. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Uncle Brayden. <laughs> if you win, 
I will award you with one of my premium delicious winter stouts. If I win, <laughs> like I'm going to lose, I will just have the pleasure of forever haunting your dreams as the old man that handed you your ass. Oh yeah, my question for the week. I almost forgot while daydreaming about Ethan licking his wounds. <laughs> Are any of you planning on giving the division one more shot? Been playing again lately, and it's a pretty different game. I'm on PS4, so I'll still waiting for survival to drop. Sounds pretty fun. I'm going to give it a fair play. Stay thirsty, my friends. The one with all the guns, Braden. So before I answer this question, I just want to start a, a chant that I just I realized, and and it, it's amazing because Crazy Uncle Braden is Cub. So I'm just gonna say Cub, 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 Cub. Cup, cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's what'll be uh, chanting when I watch when I watch this battle from the uh, Snake Man, Snake Man, Snake Man, Snake Man, Snake Man, Snake Man. Oh my goodness! But to answer his uh, his actual question, the Deadite Knight brought up a really good point the other day that. The time frame of the division is getting right around that point where the Taking King came out and drug me back into Destiny. And with survival and a lot of the patchwork that's being done and a lot of the posit positive responses to this game, I have indeed thought about putting it in and, and giving it a try, especially the fact that knowing Braden and a couple other people are on there, I know that I can jump into a squad and probably, you know, get caught up to speed just like I did in the division or in destiny when I jumped back in and I had no idea what was going on uh, Braden was also there playing destiny at the time to, to help me uh, you know learn all the new mechanics learn all the new features of the game so you know the division they, they made some horrible decisions so did so did Bungie right with destiny but it does seem like they are actually Doing exactly what Bungie did and trying to correct the correct the the actual game itself, trying to fix the things and listen to the fans, and they've actually brought their play their the number of players is back to what it was at launch, and that's big because if you remember this game at launch, you know it was it was huge. It was Ubisoft's top selling game of all like ever. Yeah. So they've clearly done enough to bring these people back. I probably will check it out. So will you play it? No. <laughs> no I'm definitely going to give it another go. See, I don't want to say play it because that, like, that means that I'm actually going to try to give this a fair play. I'm going to check it out by putting it in, updating probably the 25 gigs of, of, of patchwork I have to do, and then I'm going to look at it. I'm going to... Assess the situation, and then I'm gonna go play Final Fantasy. Yeah, you're gonna give it the battleboard treatment. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a go. There's enough people that have been letting us know that we have to get back into it, and with all of the articles and stuff that I've seen that they've changed, it seems like a lot of the stuff I was kind of, you know, feeling bad about and kind of veered me away from this game have been kind of fixed. So. I also will go give it a whirl, see what I can do to uh, get myself back into the the world of the division. 
Yeah, I mean, the one thing I loved about the division is that there it was all about team base. Yeah, there was no like individual stats. Oh, I you hated fi- playing that game solo. You hated it. Yeah, but you finished. But what I mean is, like, you finished playing a mission, and it didn't sit there and say Jazzy had two hundred kills and Ethan only had a hundred. Like, it doesn't matter. You guys, you know, you you beat the mission and you move on. And like, I I did like that about that game where it was like you got away from the even within the, the competitiveness of even your own team because there's times where I just want to punch Jazzy in the dick because he's like Most get times. on my level uh, I went 23 and 0 as I spawn camped B and I was like great well we lost the match so congratulations we never lose the match when I go 25 <laughs> and 3 he never goes 25 and 3 that was sarcasm fact <laughs> it's 26 and 17 <laughs> I'm That's just kidding. Well, that bounces on my 17 and 26 on her when I go. Let's not be kidding. I go 12 and 26. Yeah. The, the truth is is that Jazzy and I get tired of being shown up by cable every damn time. So to be able to go into a game where it's just like, well, we have no idea how much better cable did. So winning. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when it comes to first-person shooters or any shooters for that matter, uh, he kind of has our number. So yeah. that's why we're playing Final Fantasy 15 because it's a solo player game. Yeah, I feel like... And he can't show us up. Right. All right, well, cool. But yeah, we'll make this happen. This battle of epicness will go down. We will post it everywhere, telling everybody when and where they can watch it. And I will be the voice of region. Re- re- region? I will be the voice of reason. I will not choose sides of Brayden. And um, I will make sure that it's a fair fight that Brayden wins. And um, we'll it's never see. a fair fight with a snake. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way right now. I'm gonna go and disconnect some of the buttons in his fancy cinch controller. <laughs> like, oh, what's wrong, Braden? Oh, your trigger doesn't work. I guess you'll just have to melee me. No, and he'll still win. But. Yeah, he'll still win. But you don't have to worry about sabotaging his controller. He did that to himself when he tried to take it apart and and broke it. So, yeah, that's that's a whole other story we won't get into. But I had it for what a whole day. I'm three hours. Three, three hours. <laughs> Got it in the mail, opened that bad boy up, was like, whoop, whoop, that's broken. Yeah, so, no, it, it, he's using it and it's working, but there was a Man. scary There was a scary moment there. Note to self, don't open your cinch controller after having too many winter stouts. There you go. That's exactly the problem. You... I shall win that beer from you, sir. <laughs> Keep it frosty for me. I'm excited. I'm excited to, to see this battle, so we will make sure it's it happens be soon. I'm going to enjoy it so much that I'm going to throw down a challenge against Grimlock right afterwards. See I already threw better, down the challenge. See who the better I already told you why, I'm going to kick your ass why don't, one-on-one. Why don't we make a make a card out of it, a wrestling yeah. event yeah. out of it? Oh, oh, let's do it. MCG 101. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we just we, skipped the first hundred. Let's just go 101. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> this is I think you meant one on one. No, no, no. I I meant one on one. Oh, like, like the UFC. Like the UFC. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to start at MCG one. I want to. I yeah. want to make it sound like it's legit. Yeah. Well, we could. Uh, we could actually go with. Uh, you know, something along the lines of Crucible Mania. I'm I'm down with that too. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I, Man, let's, let's we're gonna it. build this out. We're gonna stay tuned. We're gonna build this out, and, and we're gonna we're gonna get some going. We'll get we'll get a. Uh, See if we can't get a match going for for a few other MCG fan uh, members, and if some fans want to get involved, like like Braden, we'll we'll make sure they get in on and it. And then we could do like a like fight Cable night. versus BMC. That seems fair. Seems legit. 
I don't see any disadvantages there. That's like an even match. We could do it like Fight Night where we play a bunch of random fighting games. We could just do like Destiny, Overwatch, and just do one-on-ones. Oh, that's right. Overwatch has one-on-one Overwatch now, too. Overwatch has one-on-one as well. I like this. Ah, oh, Titanfall 2. Okay. Per- well, you just ruined the whole event. It's canceled. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been emails. You can always send them in to info at MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website. Good job, Jazzy. Thanks. I read those emails like a pro. I did. I really wanted to hype uh, Braden. You know, I, I felt <laughs> like he put a lot of effort into writing this one, and I wanted to express the exact emotions that he was trying to give across to Ebone here. If the emotions you were trying to express was being really monotone and reading, you did a good job. Yeah. If only you could do that. Because <laughs> he knows that's about the exact uh, way that you play Destiny. If only you could do that in Destiny, then you might have a chance against me, but you don't. So, All right. Man, I went and played the... Uh, the nightfall with Chops and Ricky the other night, and whoo! Before this fight night, we're gonna have to get some practice in because oh, yeah. it was I was rusty, oh, yeah. rusty. Final Fantasy is taking a lot away from us. <laughs> All right, but thank you for tuning in to episode 134 of the Gamezilla podcast. You can listen to us every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, and MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website. Yes. So thank you for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, follow, hit that heart, that poop emoji, whatever it is. Give us that love. We need it. We need your love. Give your friends the best Christmas gift ever. Share an episode of the GameZilla podcast with your friends. It's free and it's dope as hell. That's right. Because we are... (laughs) Never gets old. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's free. And then, and then, and then head Dope on over. What li- up, though? <laughs> <laughs> and then head on over to the Legend of Retro and listen to the best retro podcast out there. Their last show, The Rhythm of Retro, was super cool. The show before that, Pokemon Special. So if you're a Pokemon fan, don't miss out. And they're available on all the great stations and locations I just said as well as MotorCityGaming.com You gonna say it? It's a website. There you go. (laughs) But thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And remember, we are the Elite DLC of video game content on the internet. Until next time. Game on! Jesse! You shall perish next! In the arms of the Deadite, <laughs> I shall grenade you, and you shall blow up. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me do like Ethan says. I accept your challenge. Perfect. <laughs> no, you got to be more and monotone. Wish to challenge you back. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Game on. <laughs>